Welcome to Conversations with Toy, a blogcast tackling life one episode at a time. This is the time to air out life's craziest moments. This space is all about speaking about life's hang-ups and ways in which we can leave better than when we started. Topics are all about ways we can find space to be better in life, love, mental space and health. Today's episode is brought to you by Kind Bar. Kind is deeply committed to crafting food with real, recognizable ingredients, a disruptive notion that sparked the creation of a new healthy snacking category. Kind is unapologetic in their efforts to challenge the status quo, to shift the food industry and empower their community and our listeners to make better informed choices about health. Kindness can be a transformative force for good And that is why we are teaming up with Kind and Podgo to bring our listeners 10% or 15% off for military, teachers, students, first responders, doctors, and nurses. Go to podgo.co backslash kind. That's podgo.co backslash kind. Kind Bar, creating a kinder and healthier world, one act one snack at a time. Happy Friday. Did you enjoy our message from our sponsor? I did. So let's get right into this episode. We are going first of all, let me always start off by saying, if this is your first time with conversations with toy, don't make it your last. Make sure that you catch up on the episodes that you have missed. This is uh, season three. And again, when you are here, you are always here in the most safest of spaces that I can possibly provide. And this is the type of podcast where we talk about it all. Self-care, stress, mental health, therapy, nothing is off the table, wellness, all of it. And of course, we talk about social media stories that are going on in the world, because again, we live in a social media world. So we have to talk about the social media topics. So again, Get yourself something to drink that you enjoy, whether that be some water, because we could all increase our water, whether that be a glass of wine, because on Fridays, we always get a glass of wine and whatever else you in between. Go ahead and grab that and let's just have a little bit of fun. Now, did you catch last week's episode? Just as a quick little recap. Last week, we talked about motherhood and egos. And I got a lot of amazing messages of people resonating with them. And especially in regards to, you know, just how you grew up and dealing with your mom or having a crazy rocky relationship with your mom. And it happens, you know, everybody doesn't have that cookie cutter, you know, Betty Crocker type of mom. And unfortunately, it is what it is. However, even if you're not a mom, or if you are a mom, you know, you have to look at how you want to mother children, especially if again, if you have children, or you're thinking about having children, but even as an adult who may a woman who may not even desire or a man that's listening who doesn't desire to have children. Even if the relationship with your mother was rocky, there's a lot of healing that needs to happen in your life so that you can move and navigate. Cause you know, we always talk about the fathers being absent in our lives, whether you're a man or a woman and how it creates so much tension and how it can disturb the relationships that you have with other people, like romantic relationships, you know, interpersonal relationships. And it's true. 
So regardless, if you do have children, if you want to have children, family planning may not even be on your horizon, but self-healing for the things that you have gone through, especially with the relationship with your mom or your dad definitely needs something, something that you just need to check. And you know what? Healing is not just a, you know, an, an up situation that goes up, down is very, it's quite often. There are good days. There are bad days. There are days where something will trigger your thought process and you may feel like you're in a situation where you're like in a tunnel where it's just like never ending. But I just want to encourage you, if that's the case, that therapy is something that you should probably entertain. I think everybody, I've always said this every, not every episode, but when I do talk about it, I think everybody can benefit from a therapy session. Even if you think that your life is like perfect and everything is good to go, I think we all could just benefit. So let's go ahead and get into the first topic. I'm going to talk about something that's been trending all over social media. Uh, Neo, he is an amazing singer, dancer, performer, whatever you like to call him. And him and his wife, Crystal, just announced the birth of their third child, but that would be his fifth child. Now he was with his other fiance, you know, they have broken up and everything. They have two children together. And it was stated before that when he, when Neo and his fiance, his previous fiance were in a relationship together, that they had this discussion, this come to Jesus moment. And they decided that it would be a good thing for his fiance at the time to have um, her tubes tied. So it was stated that he asked or he strongly suggested or whatever the case went down that he suggested that she get her tubes tied and for whatever reason that her tubes are tied now for one thing nobody should even be knowing what's happened with another person's uterus if this is your first time listening I'm a very big component of people minding the business that pays them especially when it comes to making one person's situation go across the board. Now I know here in a podcast, we're discussing their situation. And again, we wouldn't have anything to discuss if people were not placing their business in a social media format, whether that was for her book, I believe his ex fiance Moneta had a book that she wrote or whether it was on the blogs or whether it was in just plain social media, Instagram, whatever the case may be. I think once it hits social media, it's pretty much a fair game. For us normal people, those who are not celebrities, I feel like this is the thing we should make sure that we do not do. We do not need to police other people's uteruses, meaning every woman doesn't want to have a child. And we should respect that. And we don't have the right to ask somebody else, when are you going to have a baby? Doesn't matter if their person has been married for 20 years and they just decided not to or whatever mingle down because everybody has their reasons. And it's a very uh, touchy subject to go ask someone that you don't have any real relationship with and even if you do until that person brings it up let's go ahead and just be careful and just step back sometimes we overstep when it comes to people having children or if they're going to have more children I remember when I had my first one I wasn't even married I wasn't anything I was just this is my child this is you know we were doing what I was doing and everybody's like well when you gonna have the next one like can I heal first Like, can I literally stop bleeding? Can I heal my body? Can I get my mind together? Can I go through postpartum? Can I literally get my life together before you start pushing another baby on my life? And then when I had the second child, it was, you know, as soon as my son started walking, because he walked pretty early. My son was walking about eight months old, which I wasn't shocked because I walked at a very early age. So... As soon as he started walking, when you're going to have another one, he's making room for another one. 
I just think that it's a slippery slope when you start again monitoring what people are doing with their bodies. So let me preface that by saying Neo and his wife, Crystal, came out with the announcement that they were having again combined the fifth child for Neo and the third child for him and his wife. Wife. So the drama between that has now had been down going down in the social media world is, you know, when Neo said that he did not want to have children with his previous fiance, and then she in return had gotten her tube side, whether that was a family decision, whether that was something that he asked and she did. This is what brings me to what I believe we should be focused on. Sometimes whether he did or didn't, we weren't there, right? I don't have time to debate whether or not, yes, this happened. She said it happened. No, she didn't. It didn't mean that it was a family decision. They came together. They decided none of that matters. He at one point did not, according to him, did not want to have the children. Then all of a sudden he did, you know, he, whatever. This is the thing that I need us to focus on. And this is just across the board. This is a principle that you need to apply to your life. Sometimes we make permanent decisions based upon very temporary situations. So let me repeat that. We make very final decisions based upon temporary situations. Someone who is not my actual husband doesn't have the power in my book, even if we were about to make a life together to tell me what I should do or should not do with my body. Now, even if it was for health reasons, because I know for my sake, me not having any more children was for health reasons is because I was just tired. I was tired of being pregnant. I was tired of the whole situation. I was tired of the whole newborn phase. I didn't care if it was going to be a goat, an alien, striped candy striper. It didn't make no difference. I wasn't having nobody's baby. So for me, that was a personal decision. But at the time, my husband and I were married. And I actually came to my husband was like, look, I'm not having no more babies. So I need you to get on board or you just gonna have to pray about it because I just didn't want to have any more children. And I made that about myself. I made that decision about myself. Of course, he and I discussed it. But because I feel like it's my body and I know everybody has, well, you're married, you're supposed to be one and you're supposed to make the decision together. I think you should have a consultation, a strong consultation together. But men don't have to put their lives on the line, on the light, on the line line for having children. Like when I went to have my last child, I literally almost died. So I felt for my body and for my sake and my health that even if there was a point of a disagreement that we were just going to have to disagree to agree. Now, I know that could be a situation for some people that could break up their marriage for me, my husband. I can only talk for my marriage. That was not the case. He respected me enough and respected my decision. I'm blessed in that, that aspect, but not everybody is blessed like that. For me, when I hear somebody say that there was a decision made again between Moneta and Neo as far as being a engaged couple, this is where again engagements are not marriage, and engagement is a glorified. We're going. This is a contract. This is a decision that we are going to make the steps towards being married. It's not a marriage. Even if you've known that person, like you know, some people have just been together for twenty years. They just never got married they probably got engaged 10 years back they're just still together listen unless you live in a commonwealth state do what you do but what I am telling you is an engagement is not a marriage and I could respect for five seconds my husband and I having a heart-to-heart about it more than a a man that's preparing for marriage because what if I truly deep down inside wanted more children to my soon-to-be soon-to-be husband not my husband yet 
decided that he didn't or vice versa. This is when you have to realize you cannot make permanent decisions based upon temporary situations. There's no fiance that can tell me that I needed to have more or don't have more. There's not a boyfriend that should be telling me anything. And sometimes, you know, we as women, we get extremely comfortable and we start allowing our lives to become permanent fixtures with someone who is not even at least on the baby on the surface permanently in our lives. Now I'll be the first to admit when I was in my twenties and you know, I did some of the craziest things, giving boyfriends, like my mother would say, like the old folks would say, giving boyfriends, husband privileges. And I know I'm going to sound really old school and backwards. And I, and again, I'll be the first to say I lived with my boyfriend who became my fiance, who then I married. And of course we were, you know, as the church folks would say, shacking up and doing things that, you know, married couples are doing and all those old different things. But I took, that's a risk. That is a risk that you take. I'm just saying when it comes to something that is permanent, like when you get your tube side, yes, they have technology where you can reverse it, but it's not always the case. And if you make a decision, like for me, you know, saying I, I just didn't want to have any more kids, this type of decision should at least on the level be brought to the table when you're talking about a husband. Now, if you are the type of person that's saying, I don't want to be married, marriage is not for me, I can totally 2000% respect that. I still say your body is still your own. And this person that you have made a, a spiritual, like, you know, these people do the spiritual services and they do these spiritual commitments. It's still not a designed, honored commitment by any type of legality. So again, do not make a permanent decision based upon temporary situations. Brother Monette and, and she's engaged now to someone else and her new husband to be again to be do not ever want to have children I believe they both have children which when you get a little older that may not even be the case like if I for some type of crazy reason would get divorced I, again whoever I would be married to next would have to understand that I am not having anybody's baby rather again it could have been a cat or an alien I'm not having them however if I was in a situation where my body could still and I wanted to still have a child, I would just tell the person that I was going to be with that this is something that I cannot do. Is this or is this not a deal breaker? She should have found out if that was a deal breaker for her and Neil. And again, you know, we do crazy things during crazy times, but I just believe I'm a firm believer that you just should not make permanent decisions based upon temporary situation. That's no different than you making a decision that like, I don't know, just that cannot be reversed. Like permanent is this just not changing. There is no guarantees that if you try to get your tubes reversed, that it's going to work. You actually can put yourself in a situation where you're causing more damage to your own body. So everyone is in uproar now that this fifth baby, okay, again, he has, this is his fifth child with his wife. Now, again, there's the other flip side. He's not having a child with just a random woman. This is his wife. So they together could have 20 million babies. I think the part that everybody is upset is that he, quote unquote, at one point, didn't want any more children. Then he decided he did. We also have to understand people can change their thought process. This is why, again, permanent situations. Obviously, him and his wife, Crystal, have made a decision that they wanted to have more children. 
or it just happened or however it goes because you can still be married and things just happen don't don't fool yourself everybody ain't planning babies out to the t things can happen even in a marriage so did he make his ex-fiance tie her tubes will will never know there has been speculation that she herself has said it and of course now he is denying it crystal his his new his present wife is stating that it was a family decision meaning that crystal i mean meaning that moneta and neo made a decision decision together that she was never forced so have i heard of situations i have heard of situations where husbands were totally against their wives having um their tubes tied one in particular i won't even say the relationship or how i know but a situation happened where a husband didn't want it and they had to have security at the door so that the wife could go ahead and get her tube tied because she had made a decision that that's what she wanted to do and again i'm not trying to tell people and women to go against your husband I think that you should be very careful of whom you marry because I think that that's something that should really come from the wife. The woman really should be the ultimate decision factor. I love when I hear men say, I want to know the baby, but I'm going to leave that up to the my wife. She's the one that has to carry it. I think that's perfect because listen, your body going through all that pain. I'm not going down there having all this pain if I'm not wanting to do that. That's just me. But yeah, I've heard of husbands having to have security at the door or wives had to have have security door because their husband was dead set on having more children and the wife made a decision. And again, for if you're a husband, a man that's listening, that could be a make it that could be a make it or break it deal. That could be just something that you're totally against and you're just like absolutely not. However, keep in mind, this is why it's very imperative if you are dating and seeking to be married that you don't marry somebody just on the basis of I know their colors, I know their favorite everything's and they are the right person for me. But the real reality is that they might not. There are certain important questions that you should be asking before you get married. And that is how do you feel about raising children if you should if you should have them? And specifically asking about the relationship that that person has had with their mother and their father. What are the core values that they bring to the table that if they want to have a family that they're going to want to incorporate with their children? What do they believe is the good um, way to punish a child? You know, if you're talking about having children and you should have girls, how do you plan to navigate the space of this child becoming older and learning how to set her face into the world or same thing with your son? See, we don't ask those types of questions. We say, do you want children? You say, yes, I want this three. I want two. I want five. You set these numbers. You have these cute little conversations, but nobody asked that tough question of, hey, if we do have children, how are we planning on navigating the space with them? How do we plan on punishing them? Who's going to be the one that, how do we set boundaries on who's doing what when this child comes? Because you know, there are actually husbands out here who once this wife has this baby, they just want to be the father that's like, you know, in light, like in light. I'm like, OK, the father's here. I'm here. I'm providing. I'm paying whatever bills. But I don't plan on helping you take care of that child in the middle of the night. I don't plan to be hands on father. I just plan to be a fixture in the house. These are the types of questions you should be asking. Because you can listen, you don't know what you'll have when you start having them. So I heard people say they wanted five and got to one and was like, that's enough. I heard people say that they only wanted one and got in there and decided they wanted more. It can go either way. 
So these little cute little questions y'all asking when y'all dating people because you think that's cute. That's cute if you're just starting to date somebody and you've you know been dating for a little bit. But if you're really talking about being serious and settling down, I'm gonna need you to ask some some better questions. This whole situation with Neil, like I said, that is between them. But since it came out into the social media world, it has spilled over for us to have a conversation about it. The only thing I can say is that we can't go back and change whatever may have happened between these different people and these parties that they come together in because for what I can tell, Crystal Neal's current wife and Moneta, his ex-fiance, get along pretty well. Not They weren't like that in the beginning, but they are there now. And so that's what matters for them and their family. If they have 15 of them in there, as long as the all of the kids are being treated equally and respected and are cared for, that's what ultimately matters. The best thing that we can do as people who are on the outside looking into the situation is to make sure that we are aware that we're not making permanent decisions off of temporary situations. That we're not running around here giving these boyfriends and these girlfriends this husband and wife, you know, treatment. And we're not getting that in return because that's like a big thing for me. You're out here cooking for this man. You're doing all these different things. And he's giving you five seconds of attention. And he's just like, ah, I don't really want to do that. Because if you have to ask yourself, if the person that you're dating, if they never change right now, would you be okay with that? I had to ask myself that very important question. If the person that you are with literally will not change, will not budge on major things, is very stuck in their ways about certain things, has no plans to change, they're stuck, they don't have any flow in their life, they don't feel like they don't feel like they need to be about wellness, they don't care about their health, they're not doing any of these types of things, they don't believe in traveling, they don't plan for things, they don't do things ahead of time, you're always stuck doing those things. You have to ask yourself a question, if that person literally never change, and they are the same way that they are at the moment that you're looking right at them or have them in your mind right now. Would you take them as is? And if you say I would, but they would need to do this A, B and C, they're a great catch, but they need to do A, B and C. That ain't the person you make no final decisions with. That is not the person whom you give privileges as if they have done whatever needs to be done because you're already giving them something that they have never earned. So. That's just my five seconds take on that. Like, I honestly feel that we need to take that situation and look for ourselves for where we can do better and how we navigate space with another person and ask questions. You know, in the first few six months, I would say, you know, the person who you see is never really the full person. You get kind of like their representative. This is why people say you should be with somebody through the four seasons. You need to see how they are when they're doing all kinds of caring on good or bad. Because again, when you go down that aisle or in front of a judge or, you know, however you choose to do it on the beach, however you do it, when you go to marry someone, you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Does this person make me truly better because I'm coming to the, to the store, to the, not to the store, but to the plate with my stuff together, coming together with another person that's coming with their plate together and together we're going to be okay. But if that person never changes, is this going to be okay? So a lot of you may know and some may not. But in addition to this podcast, I am also a blogger and I blog. Uh, my blog is called Toy Time and it's at www.toytime.org. 
And I wanted to just talk about taking chances on yourself because again, this my entire blog, which obviously then pushed for this podcast was made on taking a chance on myself. So as I've stated before, and if anybody who's been following a blog knows, I've been blogging for six years. The first few years were really just about learning my cadence and how I wanted to blog, how often I wanted to blog, how serious I wanted to be about the blog. So that's what it was about. About year four, three and a half to four is when things begin to look completely up. That's when I started branding. Today, it's now LLC. And, you know, I've really taken it a lot seriously. And I've obviously been able to monetize it. And it's just been a blessing. But I wanted to recall a story. Somebody asked me specifically how I became or how I got conjoined with one of the PRs here in Philadelphia. How I did that was one day I was at work and just started researching, like looking up Philadelphia PRs. And I specifically saw one for Christmas Village, which is a German market here in Philadelphia that comes around Christmas time, I think right after um, Thanksgiving, and it literally goes until Christmas Eve. I do this every I go to Christmas Village every year, and it has a special significance to me. Because one day I was with my with my husband as I always am and my family and I was like, let's find something free because you know, when it gets close to the holiday time, anybody who's followed me, especially on Instagram or stuff, I really do a lot of holiday related activities with my family. So in addition to like, you know, Christmas gifts and things like that, I do a lot of activities. So my Google hand is very strong when it comes to finding activities because I have my kids are young and trying to find something for all of them around their same ages. So I found that Christmas Village was a free market. You didn't have to pay to get in. Parking was free because I believe it was like the week or so before Christmas. And I was like, you know what? We can go down there. We can go into the city. It's free parking. It's free to get in. We would just pay for whatever activities and food that we eat. We should really decide to go. So I decided to do a blog on it like I always do when I do things. I try to blog as much as I can. Because I mean, when you're a lifestyle blogger, how are you a lifestyle blogger not blogging about life? So again, just a tidbit for anybody who wants to be a particular blogger. If you're a particular blogger, please stay within your niche and always put out content that that deals with that. So for me with lifestyle, that encompasses so many different things. So as I went to this particular Christmas village and I decided to go, I filmed every little thing about it. Pictures, videos, all kinds of stuff. So then I did this blog on my own. And I said, let me go to Christmas Village and see, do they have a PR? And they do. So I sent that email with the actual blog that I had done to the the PR. Now, I didn't hear anything for like, I want to say about a month, maybe a month, maybe a month and a half. I got an email back and it was the actual PR for Christmas Village. Then that PR after I, I don't know if it was from him reading, I, you know, now I know we had we've talked, but he read that blog and then somebody else was saying that they had started hearing and reading some of my work. And so now this relationship became where I got invited to an event and I started turning around blogs within less than 24 hour period. So that means, let's say I was invited to an event on Wednesday night. By the time that PR woke up on the next day, Thursday, I'd already had the blog done. So that became now my new signature. I'm usually to turn around time between 24 to 48, usually 24 hours, to be honest with you. But 24 to 48 hours, that is when I would start to turn around. So then it became one event, then another event, 
then more events. And then as I began to do this, this was my way of doing that. I started getting become, you know, it started to become a flow. He liked the flow. So I started getting invited. And now I'm like one of the, you know, top ones that he will call. So a lot of that came from just taking this chance. I had no idea that the person that I, the PR for one for Christmas village would be one of the well-known, well-known uh, PRs in Philadelphia had no idea, didn't know him, didn't know anything, never heard of him, never even went to an event. And then, like I said, before life opened up, I was at events like four to not even three to four, four to five times within one week. Now, for some people, they go to these events because they just like the free food or the free whatever or whatever the case may be. I'm not saying that I don't like that as well. But I started doing it because I really enjoyed learning about the city, seeing the city for what it was, meeting and networking, and it just became something that I just truly love to do. Now we've slowed down a little bit because of the pandemic, but we've actually just started picking up. And so the taking the chance on yourself was really something that, again, I didn't even have an idea what I was even putting myself up against. Like I had no idea. But I was like, let me just send this random email. So that's why I say when people say like, oh, okay, I'm scared about network, which let me just say, I am someone who struggles with networking when it comes to putting that first step. But I also know very well that sometimes putting that first step, even if you don't hear back for a while, it always, for the most part, will produce something for you in the long run. I learned to take a chance on myself because I knew like, okay, I have this skill set. I could write my behind off. Let me go ahead and send this out. Somebody may read it and get, you know, first of all, may want to just go ahead and do the activity again, this whole quote unquote influencer influence somebody's decision to say, you know what? She made that seem like it was mad cool. Let me check that out for herself, myself. But the bigger and the most broader sense, it taught me that fear can always come. Fear is going to may always be present sometimes, especially for me. But if you just continue to walk, you continue to move and you continue to make the decisions, you eventually discover that fear will eventually drop off. Like it will eventually drop off. So that scared feeling that feeling like you're like, okay, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how I'm going to write this. I don't know who's in the room. Like I would go into rooms and not even realize that I was in rooms with people who had so much influence. I had no idea. Sometimes I like that night that that naive part of me where it's more like a humbling situation. Because I'm like, oh, I didn't know I was even talking so and so. But I, you know, every time you talk to somebody, you should always try to do your best to make a good impression. And I've had people send me emails saying, I don't even think you knew who I was, but I just want to introduce myself again and say, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. But that initial step, that initial like taking that chance on myself feels so amazing. Sometimes when I look back at the last couple of years, like, you know, that one chance email changed things for me completely. And from those relationships, too, like I've now met a lot of different people and I've come in contact with different other PRs. It's just amazing. So if you're in a situation where you're saying to yourself, should you take that stance? Should you take that chance and or should or, you know, if you're scared to make that send that email like, you know, if people who don't understand LinkedIn is a great place to network, but it's also a good place to send a pitch. Except for if they say don't send pitches through <laughs> LinkedIn, some will tell you that. But for the most part, 
it's a scary feeling to put yourself out there because you don't know the unknown of how you'll be received. But I'm telling you, if you just take that quick chance, you never know what it's going to turn into. Can we also just talk about how I would talk about self-care and talk about mental health and I talk about relationships because we all have them. We have some sort of relationship to other people. And sometimes, again, like I've said a couple episodes back is like when you're adulting in this life and you're trying to navigate friendships and things, it can be very daunting because you'll have some friends that need more of your attention than others. Maybe for whatever reason, they have something going on in their life. They may be pulling on you. And I've talked about this whole when you have people pulling on you, whether they're a friend, foe, whoever, when people's spirits are pulling on you, you have to be sure where you are. Like if I'm in a place in my life where I can entertain that and it's okay for me and I'm not having anything on my plate, I'm not struggling. I don't mind feeding that little gap that that person has while trying to get them to become more independent. But when I'm personally in a place where I can't really hold myself up and you I've learned through my own trials and errors and really just self-care and mental health to be like, I'm sorry, I can't. And sometimes I'm even just saying, sorry, just be like, no, I can't without explanation. Like we have to get used to saying no without having to re-explain ourselves. And I'm working through like when I have somebody ask me a question and feeling like I have to give them more information that's necessary. I don't have to justify why I'm doing this, making a decision that I'm making. I don't have to justify. I don't have to explain it. I don't have to add anything. I don't have to make you feel like my decision was okay. That is where I'm trying to push myself to be 24 seven all the time. And it's easier to say that you are like that when certain situations, if you don't like somebody, you can definitely tell somebody to kick a rock. But when it's your friend or you have a relationship with them, it's like you have to be sure that you are taking care of yourself mentally, emotionally. And sometimes you cannot carry everybody. Like I've been really quiet in this last couple of months about how I've been moving the things that I've been doing. And it's not personal. It's just that I don't want to be in a situation where I have to feel like I need to double, triple explain to something to someone. And I don't feel like I always have the energy to carry everybody. I have enough right now going in my physical house, trying to navigate all the, the energy that I have in here that sometimes it's hard for me to just start picking up people and putting them on my back. Right. Then that does that mean that I don't love it does not mean that I don't care. It just means that sometimes I have to take a time out. And sometimes I have to take care of myself because you know what, while I'm carrying people on my back, these same folks may carry me and they may not. So I'm very aware of the things that I need when it comes to interpersonal relationships and what I'm willing to take on and what I can't. I'm trying to be as honest with people like, listen, I'm sorry, I just I, I can't. And again, sometimes I don't even go through the who I can and I'm sorry. Sometimes it just is like, no, no, no follow up. Just no. Because remember, you know, we're, I can't speak for nobody else, but I'm going to be 40 in May. Who has time to be explaining to another 40 year old, another grown person, why you can't do something? Like, you know, when we were young and like, or used to have when I was young, it's like, oh, I can't wait to be grown. But grown sometimes means standing on your own flat footed making decisions that is best for you people all around me make decisions best for them every single day so why why do you why do I feel the need to have to justify things people wouldn't even give us give a second glance for you need to have that confidence that puts people in their place and live the life that is truly intended for you because I'm telling you while you're living for other people 
other people are picking up, dusting themselves off and just doing whatever is best for them. So again, when it comes to relationships, friends, family, listen, family, I love family, right? I love the idea of family. I love the idea of people coming together, loving on each other and supporting each other. But if you are not going to get yourself together where you can support yourself, and that's in all kinds of arenas, whether that's physically support yourself, you have to be able to mentally support yourself like you are in your body and you hear your voice and you hear the things that you're saying. Support yourself in the things that you need. And if you need something that you feel like you don't have, outsource that. I learned that this year with the pandemic to outsource. I never would have picked up Canva or anybody, any other of these um, apps that helped me to work smarter instead of working harder. But when the pandemic came, I realized how much I was struggling to do basic things. I'm like, wait a minute, I, I don't have the time to do this. I don't have the time to do that. Or I just didn't want to make the time. Or really, to be honest with you, in the beginning of the pandemic, I was like dealing with my own fear, like what was going to happen? What if I do something? What if I let my kids down? You know, that's the biggest reason why I am when it comes like I know everybody's doing what's best for them and they're living the way that they choose to. But when it comes to this pandemic, I am really trying to figure out how not even figure out I am walking in. Making sure that the decisions that I make, because I have three children that look up to me. One small movement with me being careless in any way, I will let my own children down. And to be honest with you, I want to be here for as long as I possibly can. And I ain't trying to let myself down. So think about that when you just make a decision. When you're bringing other people into your circle, when you're interacting with other people and people want you to do things for them, that doesn't even make sense. Or when people want you to just be more for them than they are to themselves. And you know, another thing we need to do, watch our mindsets, how we talk to each other. Like if I was thinking about if my best friend called me right now and said, Oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I have this because I was sitting on the couch the other day and I was looking, I was like, girl, you got dimples in your legs. Like, girl, what is happening? Like, maybe you need to go to raw vegan because I'm a vegan. Like, maybe you need to just push back from some of this overprocessed food, which I do. And I have actually been making my meals all from scratch and all the other stuff. Again, it's just because I like I'm starting to get that wanting to cook spirit again. Like I cook every single day because I have a family. But like when you really want to cook, you really start getting fancy and doing some extra things in the kitchen. That's kind of where I'm at right now. And I said, look at my legs. Girl, you got dimples in your legs. But I said to myself, now, if my best friend was to call me and she was really feeling down about her body, her body type, her her lifestyle, whatever the case may be, would I say those things to her? Then the answer was absolutely not. I sure wouldn't. So I said to myself, well, let me find a way to talk to myself better because I'm my own best friend. Sometimes you got to just big up yourself. Sometimes you got to be confident in yourself and know you're a badass every single day. You don't always got to wake up in the morning to feel that way. Like I wake up today, I woke up and I was just like in this little stinky little funk. I couldn't even tell you where it came from. Like my children are completely healthy. They're probably the most healthiest they've ever been. And I say ever been because they have asthma two of them and so the fact that my kids have not had one episode they have been completely healthy because they've been home they haven't been to school where they've gotten all the cesspool of germs and I'm sitting there saying that you don't woke up your, your children are beautiful they're healthy I'm healthy my husband's healthy he's trying to do his absolute best I'm out here killing it behind the scenes whether people see it or not 
whether I put a banner out and t- listen, I couldn't even tell you all the beautiful things that are happening right now. In due time, I will, but I can't tell you all, but I'm just saying it's crazy and still woke up feeling like, ugh, why am I here? Then I said, what if I didn't wake up? Like how distraught my whole life, my whole life would be and the people that really loved me would be. What about all those dope things that I have on my to-do list that I'm crushing every single day? Like instead of waking up and trying to put myself in this negative tone because I'm not feeling it. I said, just like I do with fear. Well, we're just going to keep going through the day until this feeling passes. And guess what? It did. It always does. But we get caught up in these short little moments when we're overwhelmed. We're not feeling our best. And we let those very temporary moments make us feel like we are permanently not worthy for the life that we're trying to live. So with that being said, what has been my self-care for the week? This week's self-care for me has been laughter. Listen, there's a lot of crazy things on the internet. And I have been finding some of the most amazing stories that have had me belly laughing. So laughter has probably been the biggest thing for me that has helped me with for self-care. Today, I was able to get to Starbucks. I haven't, first of all, Let me just take this back and say, I actually drove myself to a Starbucks today. I had some Starbucks money. So don't, you know, don't count my coin. I had some gift cards, some Starbucks money. And I wanted to go treat myself to a Starbucks. And I haven't been there in forever and a day. However, the fact that I was able to drive because my foot is no longer in a boot. Now, I drove two times a day or maybe even three. And... I might have to put my boot back on because the pain was a little there because again, I'm not 20, you know, fully healed yet, but I was healed enough to get to that Starbucks and it felt good because it was a beautiful day and I was able to put the window down and get some fresh air and get to Starbucks, put on some adult music, not kids bop, not space jam, not movies, tunes, not any of that real life, old school adult music that does not happen often when you're living in the house especially in the pandemic with your children you do everything in your possibility to shelter them from all kinds of stuff but tiktok has pretty much ruined that because even when i wasn't playing whatever in my car now tiktok has just crushed that they know about tiktok they see tiktok on youtube which we have to sit there and watch it with them but i was able to listen to adult music today and I was able to have a Starbucks and I was able to have a croissant and mind my business with the windows down, trying to, you know, do the Sonic the Hedgehog game past the potholes of Philadelphia. But they're a mess. We've already busted one tire, which was like a week ago. In the same day, I busted a nail that I had just gotten done. Like it was just a whole thing. But today and this week, I've been finding small things like my favorite drink. I've had more tea this week than I've had coffee, which is a blessing. I did celebrate Margarita Monday though, but I mean, duh, it's Margarita Monday because it was National Margarita Day. And so those brought me joy, laughter, a favorite drink, fresh air. And this is why I cannot wait until the spring so we can be through with the wintertime blues. Winter blues are real. It's the time of year when you feel the most depressed. You're the, you're inside the house the most. 
it gets darker quicker. It's real. So I said to myself, even if we're not like out and about and the pandemic is still here, which I highly doubt that. It, I mean, I highly doubt that we're just going to be popping out of it. I'm just waiting for the opportunity to get my vaccination because I don't think it's going to fix everything, but it's going to five seconds give me a little bit of courage to know that things will be better. That's what I'm waiting on. But yeah, those have been my self-care for the week. Laughter, air, adult music. That's not, you know, kids bop, Barney. Actually, I know he's like thinking like my kids are a little older. They're not like baby babies. So why am I still talking about Barney? So in order to get on my kids nerves, because as a parent, that is what I do. So when I want to get on my kids nerves, I play the cleanup song, especially when I can't get them to clean up the house. I'll play it. And they hate the cleanup song because they're not babies anymore. My youngest is seven. And so now they get really worked up when I play the cleanup song. But let me tell you how fast them kids actually clean up when I play the cleanup song. Things miraculously gets cleaned up super fast and in the right way. I don't ever have to worry. So trust me, cleanup song is a staple for when those times when I say 20 million times, pick that up, get that, grab that. And they kind of look at me like I have three eyeballs. I just play Barney, the cleanup song and things change. It's amazing you know, a little, you know, parent hazing. So what is the look ahead looking for me or the weekend or even early next week? Can we believe that this is the last week of February? Like when we come back, it'll be a whole nother month. That is crazy to me. First of all, March means that we, once we get through March, that it'll be the first quarter of the year. And a lot of people don't understand that, you know, when you deal with like, I break the year up. First of all, I break up goals. So for me, I do daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, and quarter goals. I get excited once we get through one quarter because that means, you know, we're already one quarter in of the year. We have three more quarters left and we're making progress. Now we were just in retrograde. I think we're completely out of it. And hallelujah. Ooh, thank you, Jesus, because retrograde was kicking my behind. And... Now that we're in a whole nother month, because we know how, you know, short February is, you know, that's why they got black history on February. But, you know, that's for another conversation for another day. But we are flying through time. And, you know, how people say like time waits for no one It's really true. But we really just don't want to receive that message. It literally waits for no one. And sometimes I feel like. We waste more time on things that just don't make sense. And, I, and I'll and i be the first. Like I remember the one day this week where I had no energy. I wasted literally hours, which I try. Listen, I try my very best to be very on top of my time, be responsible for my timing. But if I'm honest, I had this one day where I didn't do a thing. And then all of a sudden, motivation came. It was probably about seven o'clock at night yep and now I'm at seven o'clock and now I'm trying to get all of the things done and it's like listen am I going to be up till two three in the morning trying to play catch up like let me write these ideas down let me hit this again tomorrow but for the most part I try not to waste my day so time is waiting for none of us 
we have to be better and efficient at the time that we do use the time that we do have. And I always ask myself, like, how can I be better at how I interact with other people? Because we don't have a lot of time. Like if there's a friend that comes to your mind, how you should really just take the time to reach out to that friend. If a family member comes on your heart and you can be at a place where you can work things out, it's better because again, time's not waiting for anybody. And it had nothing to do with COVID. Like I know everything is COVID related. Like, oh, you know, COVID is coming here. You know, we got to get our lives together because COVID may take us out. Yes, that is true. Let's not act like it won't. And that's not like it's not a possibility. But beyond COVID, beyond pandemics, beyond any of those things, time has never waited for anyone. So how can I better use my time? For me, because I'm, be, I'm a creator, I try to write down the ideas that I have when they come to mind. And because I'm not like in the world as much as we were, um, I used to carry a journal. So now I use my phone notes to just write notes down really quick. Doesn't mean that I'm not journaling because I am. But notes are just a little faster, a little more convenient. And so writing it down so that, again, I can go back and figure out what's my next step, what's my next goals. Making sure that for me, that I am present in the things that I need to, especially with being on an online force or online uh, business, I have to be obviously visually present, but also being present here at the house. How can I use my time to be present for my family, my children outside of just the things that I do for responsibility, meaning outside of cooking a meal, outside of getting everybody on their online classes, outside of doing laundry or cleaning the home? How can I be a very presence in my house with my family, with the people around me? Think about that this weekend. Think about that this week. How can you be a better presence in someone else's life. For me, I do things like sending my friends cards. I may send them cards for like the most wackiest of, you know, of, of holidays. Or I used to do, and I'm going to try to get back into a send a handwritten, handwritten note. I know we do a lot of texting. I know we do a lot of social media, but something, nothing beats a handwritten note. Letting someone know you took that extra step. I also do um, buy a bunch of cards in bulk. So that means, you know, buy a box of cards, a pack of cards. You can buy a pack of eight or 10, even more than that. And always having them on me so that when I do feel that spirit to go write someone, I just sit them a card. I don't have to go out to the store. I don't have to look for anything special. Try to keep as many stamps on me as possible. And I mail that person a card. Because again, people want to feel that love, that energy, that they're understood, they're heard, they're seen. That's how you can be a presence in someone's life. You know, we send emails back and forth to different companies and different things for people because we want something. But I've been doing is trying to send a card, a note, an email that says, thank you for helping me with whatever the case may be. I may have asked for something previous because, you know, people remember that, you know, in this world where we always need something, myself included. It's always nice to have something that says thank you. Thank you for not asking for something, not for needing anything, but just to tell me a genuine thank you. So we got to get back to that mindset. This weekend, I'm going to be, again, having some me time. Me time just means a nail appointment or things like that, just for me to just put everybody out and just focus on what I need. I'm going to be visiting one of my friends this weekend, catching up with them. And spending that time because, again, we don't know what time that we'll get. 
And I used to have a, one of my friends in particular, I call her Kay. She and I would have these monthly dates. And then now look at we are. We're catching up every couple months as far as physically seeing each other because of the times that we're in. Like not taking those times for granted. So that's what I'm focusing these days on. And I wanted to take five seconds to say, um, as far as social media events that or stories that have been going out, can we just say or lift um, Tiger Woods in prayer? Now, listen, listen up quickly. Am I aware of all the scandal has ever come with Tiger Woods' name attached to it? Yes. Yes, I think you and I are all aware. However, this man has suffered whatever level of, of injuries that he has for this car accident that he was in. So let's just find a way, you know, with our little mindsets to do better at praying and keeping somebody lifted up in prayer. Cause I can't, I know I was in a bad accident years ago. And let me just say that thing, I dislocated my entire shoulder and was told that I wasn't going to even have the mobility to move that shoulder anymore. And like the old folks say, when it rains or snows or it's wet or precipitation, you can feel it. I do. But they're saying that there's a chance that he may not even have mobility in his legs. And so without daunting moment, when someone tells you that, I mean, of course, he's going to have the best doctors and physical therapists and all those other things. But in the same token, when you hear something like that, it's so devastating. Like, it's absolutely devastating. So I do hope that there is a level of healing that comes to his life. Because that's horrible to hear. Well, my doctor, of course, I had to get a second opinion because my doctor was on something and he really wasn't even my doctor it was actually the doctor at the hospital who gave me really bad advice. And my doctor, once I got a hold to him, was just like, listen, can you, can you get home and we can get you stable at home? We can fix this. And he was right, because had I listened to that the doctor, they probably would have amputated my entire arm listening to him. And then when I came home, they were like, listen, we're going to have to give you surgery, and some physical therapy, but, you know, you got to work at it but you'll be fine. But that's how bad it was. We had hit a mat truck driving home from spring break. This is about 2001, 2001. And I still feel pain in my arm to this day, like immense struggling pain in my arm. I don't think that's ever going to change, but you know what I can do? I can still do a jumping jack. I can still move it. I can still run and do these races every year. So I don't have anything to complain about, but just let's keep Tiger Woods and his family in prayer because we don't know what may happen. This is going to be up and down battle, but it's unfortunate to hear because, I mean, you really can't play golf to the, from what I know without your limbs unless they're going to, you know, they may create something for him. Who knows? Let's just hope that he's just fine and he's healed and he'll be fine. So as we end today's episode, we talked about a lot. We recapped a little bit about last week's episode where we talked about you know having this whole relationship with your mother and if you don't have a good one or if your mom unfortunately has transitioned you know the the ups and downs of that relationship and that dynamic can be really really hard especially when again you're trying to do your best to work with other people and you're having these different issues that you haven't worked or dealt with this would be a good time to again consider dealing with it we talked about Mr. Neo and his wife and his ex um, Monietta and whether or not she was asked to get her tubes tied 
Remember, we need to be focused more on not making permanent decisions with temporary situations. That's how we can turn that particular topic around to fit our everyday life because we don't live that life. We don't ain't none of I'm not a celebrity. Maybe you're listening and you are. Kudos. Thank you for listening. But for the rest of us who are not, we have real life decisions that happen every single day. And whether we're getting married, whether we're having a baby, whether we're changing a job, we need to make sure that we're making sound decisions that are not based upon our temporary feelings. You can't just wake up one day, feel very distressed and distraught and just start making random decisions because you will find yourself in a situation that you can't reverse. And that can mean on every single level. So we don't want to do that. We talked about self-care for the week. Again, laughter, getting some fresh air, um, favorite drink that really did well. We, of course, talked about we're ending it about Tiger Woods and sending up prayer for him because, again, we don't know what his extent of his injuries are. And we talked about, you know, relationships, usually friendships. And can I just say before we end, let's learn to move in silence. There's nothing beautiful, more beautiful than moving in silence. Because you know what moving in silence produces? It doesn't have everybody telling you about what they helped you to do to get to where you're trying to be. And not saying that you don't need people because you do, right? Outsourcing and having the right people on your team matters. But sometimes when you're having like these mundane conversations with folks who really are not adding not a quarter to the situation. And when we talk about opinions, there's some opinions like this podcast. We're talking about opinions about different things and we're trying to relate it back to our lives. That's one thing. But sometimes we're talking about opinions. We're just talking about stuff that's like hot air moving around. It's not doing nothing for nobody. And so when people start giving you opinions about what you should do in life, but they've added no quarter. And I mean, literally not a quarter to the decisions that you're making. They'd move not a quarter to the bills that need to be paid. That's how people say mind the business that pays you. Because a lot of times we're putting our mouths on things that are really not giving us no increase. So I just want to put that out there. Because this is this, we really have to do better. So again, learn sometimes to move in silence, have the people on your team that are strategically placed there because they're going to get you to your next level. Have your friends in your life that are really adding to you that are supportive that are really bigging you up. And when you need to be told something they can talk to you in love, nothing irks me more. Again, the 20 year old Latoy and the 40 almost 40 year old toy does not have the patience for I'm gonna tell you like it is because I'm so keeping it real you can be real and conveniently ignorant. Is that a word real and conveniently ignorant? You don't have to say everything that comes to your mind. And why are we not talking to other people in love? Like, do you know how much hate and craziness is in this world that you have to formulate your mouth to speak to somebody in such the most raggediest of of tones? Like there's just no middle with you. Move in silence. Put in place the people in your life that really will gravitate and help you to really accomplish things. And sometimes accomplishing things does not mean having somebody on your team that's a yes person. And just because you're the type of person that can say no and or keep it real, make sure you keep that tone in the right direction. Because let me tell you, nothing is more irking than having someone, a friend, a colleague, whomever on your team that wants to tell you off and tell you about yourself. But they don't have no follow up like they don't really care about it. They're not really talking to you in a loving spirit. They're not talking to you because they want to see the best for you. 
They're giving you advice because they want you to do what they want you to do. And they want to get the credit for telling you to do the things that they've told you. That's why you got to move in silence because you can weed all that out by just being silent, by not having to tell everybody every single move, every time you, every single time you go to do something. Like I've made moves in the last month and I'm just like, oh, I didn't. And it's not even, you know what? It's not even personal to anybody. Like I have some of my best of friends that are listening to this and I know that they probably feel like this is like some type of personal, you know, jab, but it's not. Sometimes moving in silence is self-care for me. Because I don't want to hear everybody's whispers in the in the background telling me how I should get something done, especially in the field that I'm at, because there's so many parts the moving parts that people don't even think about. That's why you have to have lawyers on your team, accountants on your team. Right. And it costs to have count these things on your team, but you need them. So with that being said, move in silence, not because you don't love other people but because it's best for you and it's beneficial for you and because you just want to make moves that are again that are going to benefit your life and I am tired I am at a point in my life where I don't need an audience I'm already before an audience so I don't need an audience behind me to pump my every single move I just need solid people who truly love me that are in my quarter that will trust that whatever I'm doing is going to work out And if they can offer some type of assistance that's going to get me to a greater point, then great. Bring that on. But just like hot air, this is not a hot air balloon where you need hot air. Some people are just walking around here with all this hot air and you just need to just stop. So let's think about our self-care. It's a Friday. So you know that it's always a Friday is a grab a glass of wine day. Actually, tomorrow is Saturday and tomorrow is National Open That Bottle Day. So If you have a bottle of wine that you have been debating on whether or not you should open it, you're saving it for a rainy day. You're not quite sure. Tomorrow is National Open That Bottle Day. So go ahead and open that bottle. I have a bottle that I have in mind that I'm going to open just for tomorrow. And I'm going to enjoy that bottle. I don't know if I'm going to make it through the whole bottle, but I'm going to at least open up some and drink some of that bottle because it is National Open That Bottle Day. And again, these national holidays, as much as they are man-made, there are a lot of, they're just about fun. I don't know, somebody actually said to me that they were like, why do you celebrate every national holiday? And I'm like, it's a choice, right? I, I enjoy it. Like, why else would I do it? But do you know how bad of a person that your spirit has to be for you to complain about a national day? I remember it was like National Tea Day or something. Somebody was like, I don't even drink tea. And I'm like, okay, tea. But I'm like, okay, today ain't your day. Like you don't have to let us know that you don't drink it. Like it's, it's not your day. Oh, I don't eat hoagies, national hoagie day. Neither do I. Like I don't eat hoagies anymore because I don't really care for like a vegan hoagie, but I'm not going to stop somebody from celebrating a hoagie and they tearing it up. Like, go ahead, brother, eat your toe hoagie. Go ahead, sister, eat your thing. We have to work on that. We have to be working on that's like, that's like a contentious person. You say that the sky is blue and they're like, nah, not really. It's like a purplish blue hazel green. Like, whoo. And that's a word right there for contentious people. (laughs) So as you go into your weekend, find something that you truly, 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 truly enjoy. Something that's going to build you up. That's going to make you feel solid. That is going to make you feel like you've gotten some form of rest. Rest doesn't always mean sleep. Rest is rest of mind. Laying down your troubles, even if they don't never change. Finding a way to feed back into your soul so that you can find some type of way to bring some type of happiness and presence into someone else's life. I want you to have a great weekend. 
I want you to have a great week until we come back next week. But until then, make sure you follow me on social media as Toy Time Blog. I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram, Snapchat. Oh, and speaking of Snapchat, please don't send nobody any unsolicited um, anatomy pictures. Don't do it. Um, I'm on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. You can find me on all those social media networks. You can also find me on also I'm on YouTube too. And you can find me on the blog at www.toytime.org. And we put out content almost every couple of days. We are preparing for Women's History Month, which is starting on March 1st. So the whole entire month, I'm going to be highlighting some of the most amazing women. Some are small business owners. Some are just mothers. Some are wives. Some are just just dope women who are just out here trying to kill the game and get to the best life for themselves. So we are going to honor each and every last one. They come from every race, every background, every walk of life. I cannot wait. So if you haven't followed me on the blog, follow me there. You won't want to miss it. We're going to be honored some of the most amazing women. Some of them have some dope products that you should probably be trying. You need to put in and support a small business, also a black owned business too, at least a few times a month. Like I am queen target, right? I feel like I'm queen target, but I also support small business and I also support black owned business and I also support women owned business. Let's get into the habit of adding those things into our lives. Have a good weekend and I'll see you next week. Thank you as always for joining me. And I know that even in the deepest or joyful conversations, that there's something we can learn and apply. Until next time, I hope that you are doing better. If not, we will be back to talk some more and handle it. Peace to you and yours. Stay grounded.